Welcome to the Cozen Podcast, produced in partnership with Ed Circuit Media, an organization focused entirely on the K-20 ed tech industry and empowering the voices that can provide guidance and expertise in facilitating the appropriate usage of digital technology in education. Ed Circuit elevates the voices of today's innovative thought leaders and ed experts. COSIN represents over 13 million students in districts and educational institutions nationwide and continues to grow as a powerful and influential voice in K-12 education. This high-profile series showcases industry thought leaders and executives who provide timely market insights and critical guidance on various educational technology strategies. Hello, and welcome to the COSIN podcast. My name is James Palsik with Ed Circuit. On behalf of COSIN and today's sponsor, Tanium, we have a very exciting discussion on the transformational journey districts are now taking when it comes to IT. Joining me today are Doug Thompson and Henry Martin. Doug Thompson is the Chief Education Architect at Tanium. He is a passionate storyteller, a TEDx speaker, host of the Go Tanium Tech Stories podcast, and a digital transformation warrior. After a 20-year stint at Microsoft, he came to Tanium, where he acts as the Tanium Technical Solutions Engineer and Educational Strategist. He has been involved in the education arena for over a decade, working with some of the largest K-12 school districts and post-secondary institutions in the United States. Doug can be found sharing his passion for storytelling by sharing lessons on LinkedIn and the Doug Thompson podcast. He believes that everyone has a story and it's just a matter of unlocking it from the grips of the subconscious mind. Welcome to the podcast, Doug. Thanks. Happy to be here. I, I think I need to shorten that bio a little bit. I think I took up all the airtime. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's great. The more accolades, the better. Thank you for being here. And also joining us is Henry Martin, who serves as the Chief Information Officer at Walton County School District in Florida and a member of the Florida Technology Council. As the CIO for Walton County School District, Henry is responsible for providing technology and technical support services for the entire district. During his time at Walton County, Henry established an Enrollment for Education Solutions, or EES, agreement that saved the district well over $300,000. He has been able to streamline and establish career pathways and professional development for IT personnel across the district. Henry also instituted the BYOD, or Bring Your Own Device Network, and a policy that allowed all students and staff a blended work environment in the classroom, because now they would be able to work with the device that they feel most familiar or comfortable with. Henry also created a a broadband committee that oversaw the connection to existing fiber that runs throughout Walton County. This effort alone saved the taxpayers over $20 million. Welcome to the podcast, Henry. Thank you. Glad to be here. It is an honor and a privilege to have you both here today, and I am looking forward to this discussion. And for all of you listening, welcome to today's podcast. Henry, let's start today's discussion by learning more about your specific role as the CIO of Walton County School District. If you can, please share with our listeners some of the implementations that you've added to the district, like the BYOD network I just mentioned. 
Sure. So uh, first of all, I'll, I'll begin by stating that I've been in education for 39 years uh, in Walton County uh, for the past nine years. Uh, so there's been a lot of changes over the years and a lot of things have been um, implemented. But recently, you know, some of the bigger things that have been going on, we're currently underway on a, a new Wi-Fi system. Uh, we're upgrading to Wi-Fi 6, uh, which we uh, hold great expectations for as far as being able to reach every single student, every classroom, and be able to maintain a wireless environment for the entire staff and district employees. Uh, also, setting up security systems throughout as far as uh, routers uh, in each site, isolating each site as far as keeping the security posture where it needs to be. Uh, we're constantly upgrading uh, devices as far as a computer refresh and, and things like that. We are also uh, implementing uh, digital panels in the classroom, which the teachers uh, thoroughly enjoy having a, a smart television, let's say, or digital touch panel where they can actually have the interaction with students and teachers. And it seems to be a great learning tool that we use in the classroom. One of the other things that we implemented uh, in the last couple of years was Tanium. And it was kind of a unique, uh, interesting uh, process how it started. Uh, we were actually, uh, uh, through the Fuller Technology Council, they asked if we would uh, actually pilot it. So uh, I thought that would be a great idea. So we brought them in, we started the pilot process. And as a limited staff of nine uh, employees under me, uh, you know, we wear a lot of hats. So we don't have a, a lot of uh, people that can spend a lot of time on one specific task. So when we brought it in and we currently were patching and, and things like that, and we thought our patching system was okay. W one of the things that really uh, enlightened me is when we ran Tanium and our, our previous uh, application at the same time uh, on Patch Tuesday, and we wanted to see you know what would work. And so Tanium actually went out uh, with both of them running was probably about 20% uh, more patching than the previous application. And it actually went out, not only patched the machines, and fixed other issues to help the patching process uh, move forward. So that was a eye-opening experience for us is that we didn't even realize that some of these machines weren't even being patched. So that was something that was uh, tremendous for us. The other thing that that really uh, was a, a, a godsend for us is that we actually found uh, an exploit in our environment. It was a DLL injection. And so we were doing the pilot at the time and we, and I was talking to my network administrator and I said, Hey, let's, let's try Tanium and see if we can figure this out. And so what we did is we actually ran through our environment and said, uh, find all the DLL injections and the code that we were looking for. And let's see if it's anywhere else in the district. Well, we found on probably about 30 other machines that had that same DLL injection. We were able to, go out and uh, remediate this, resolve that issue uh, within a very short amount of time. And we wouldn't have had any uh, idea that these other injections were in these other machines unless they would have been completely compromised and shut down. So those were the two big things in the beginning 
that kind of sold me on Tanium. And uh, I, you know, I just uh, thought that was a, a a great thing to actually help my environment, especially I don't have the, the extra IT staff to be able to manage this just on its own. So we actually, you do this part-time and we're able to keep up on that. That was a great <laughs> multi-dimensional answer, uh, to be honest. And, and that has definitely provided a great platform for Doug. So, so Doug, you, you work with a lot of district CIOs, I imagine, in your role. Would you say that uh, what Henry just described, that's an accurate, an accurate description? Yeah, I, I would. I, I was saying both things. One that, you know, IT and especially in K through 12 is woefully understaffed from a device per support person perspective. I talk to my commercial counterparts all the time and, you know, they're, they're complaining about, you know, one, one person for, you know, two or 300 machines. I said, you know, <laughs> try thousands of machines per tech and see what you can do from that standpoint. So the ability to scale and the ability to, uh, you know, there's things happening that you don't know about. That's pretty common. And this, a lot of it has to do with sort of the older way of doing things that, that we've been in there. And, and, you know, this whole thing's about transformational. And Henry started on that journey by, you know, finding out what he didn't know. You know, and I think that's, that's the critical piece is, is yeah. you're, you're only as good and able to protect as much as what you know about. And he was able to find that. And then, you know, just as importantly, be able to sort of automatically go back and do something with it. So again, it frees up your staff to do other things. And, and I think Henry sort of hit upon that. You know, this now, what used to be a full-time plus effort is sort of now a part-time job so they can be freed up to do other things. I think that's absolutely fantastic, especially with the uh, human resource allocations that exist in multiple departments and school systems. So thank you very much for, for both of those answers. That That's great. Where does your student and faculty personally identifiable information data reside and how well is it protected? Are your district's IT assets protected from the latest ransomware vulnerability? Protecting this info and reducing your attack surface starts with knowing what's in your environment. Tanium provides a platform and practical advice on how schools IT teams can defend against new threats, meet budget pressures, and protect district data through full network visibility. You can't protect what you can't see. Learn more at tanium.com backslash education. I think we should touch on, on something that was just mentioned here. And let's talk about that transformational journey that districts are now taking, specifically regarding IT technology and, and security. So Doug, let's, let's stick with you. And uh, then, Henry, if you can, I'd like you to jump in from a district perspective and really talk about a, a typical transformational journey that school districts are taking. Doug, it's all yours. Sure, thanks. And, you know, on one, I haven't been in the education business quite as long as Henry had, even though I'm probably older than he is. <laughs> but <laughs> I got here as fast as I could to quote somebody who wanted to move to Texas. But, you know, in the time I've been here, you know, I've always been sort of evangelizing, even in my previous role, evangelizing the need to transform the way things are done, because there's a lot of capabilities and things that are out there. The bad guys have no no uh, hesitancy in taking up whatever the latest and greatest technology is to sort of breach and wreak havoc. And it, it's, you know, in, in having this discussion, I kept running this roadblock, well, we don't have time, we don't have, you know, the technology wasn't there to do it. And, and I think COVID... One of the things that it did show is that we can do hard things. 
you know, I look at the staff and I look at the, uh, the, the accounts that I was working with and the, the things that they were able to do in just a few months was amazing when they were, you know, all things were sort of taken off the table. They had to do it. So they rose to that challenge. And what I'm seeing now is sort of a, a continuation of that momentum. And OK, let's transform this. You should, let's use this as a as a, uh, as a a starting off place to really sort of break, make ourselves ready for the next the next wave of things, set ourselves up for the future. So they sort of did a leapfrog in this transformational journey to say, okay, look, we need to get in the 21st century here and we're going to do that. And this sets us up for, for going on forward. And there is more than technology. You know, the technology piece of it is nice, but it's the thought leadership and the ability to sort of see around the corners and, and really bring the people to top of mind. We had a higher ed customer that the changes it made in the staff, and Henry can probably talk about this, the changes it made in the staff's attitude and ability to do things that were cool. You'll always ask IT people, why did you get in IT? Not one of them ever says to patch. You know, it was usually to do cool things, <laughs> right? So so this frees them up to go back to doing those cool things. And you may, it's amazing what it does for the morale of the, of the, of the team. Is that a, is that an accurate reflection, Henry, of a, a transformational journey from a, a school district perspective? Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the things that in IT we we try to do is is you know our goal is to actually create a learning environment for students, and that that's what we're about. That's that's what I like to say is my vision is creating that that teaching and learning experience inside a classroom. Unfortunately, we have to deal with the cybersecurity and security aspect of it. And that's becoming a very large part of what we have to deal with nowadays. And so any type of tool that we can utilize to help us combat some of these issues with the lack of staff uh, is a tremendous benefit to us. Uh, we we have to realize that we have to learn to, to work smart and we have to be able to utilize the correct tools to help us in our environment. When I started into technology, security was not a big deal. Uh, it just, you know, it just wasn't there necessarily. And now my entire job just revolves around security, whether it's policy, it's insurance, it's protecting students, protecting information. Uh, it's, it's a full-time job. And unfortunately, most school districts don't have the staff to actually maintain a complete environment. Uh, so we have to use utilize the tools that are going to help us get where we need to get, you know, with limited amount of resources, not only uh, financially, but also with the actual physical resources. Yeah. And, and to follow up, I think, you know, Henry hit upon the point is the technology should fade into the background. The primary job of schools is to teach children and have that environment. So so technology done right. You don't even know it's there. Exactly. That's powerful. I have to say that that is a powerful uh, statement, Doug and, and Henry. And I, I'm glad that you said that because that is the ultimate goal, the objective. Now, Henry, along that same vein, you mentioned that that looking at your IT security and support that existed within your school district, um, that really led you to look outside the standard or typical uh, approach that school districts were using uh, and you wanted to be future ready. You were looking to deal with those future challenges. Is that what led you to Tanium? Yeah, I, I was looking for a tool that was going to help me do actually uh, several things. Uh, you know, 
And one of the things that I, I always didn't have um, an insight to was the, the deep parts of my environment. And for example, when we push on applications, uh, many times we'll push them out to machines and they'll be on there and then they upgrade and things like that. And then all of a sudden you have all this clutter on these machines. Tanium helped me go out there and pick out certain versions of applications that I would leave on a machine and I could remove the rest. So it kept me up to date with the the proper uh, version that I needed for, let's say, a CTE class. Uh, maybe it had to be one version back compared to the rest of the district and things like that. So a tool that helped me go out and do things from the district office where I didn't have to go out and physically touch every single machine uh, saves us tremendous amount of time and resources and, and completing those jobs. Wow, that is great. And I can imagine that that the human capital element that you talked about there is is very thankful <laughs> that you have that technology to enable you to do that uh, at a much faster rate and a more efficient rate than what you would do typically without some outside trusted third-party supplier. You're absolutely correct. And, and the other thing is that uh, I have great leadership in Walton County, and they're standing behind because they realize that we need the proper tools to get the job done. Uh, we we can't necessarily high, hire all the people that we need, but, you know, to get the tools out there, to put them in the hands of the technicians so they can go out and do their job. Uh, you know, it, it's very, it's a, a good feeling to know you have the support of leadership that that's backing you and helping you uh, move towards that goal of creating that learning environment and making it the most efficient it can be. Well said. Now, Doug, I want to go back to something you had brought up on one of your previous comments. I'm I'm taking notes here, just so you know. Uh, uh, you probably take better notes than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Are you able to share with our audience some of the common threats that a school district really needs to be prepared for? Sure, happy happy to do that. A lot of them haven't changed the, the vector, you know, that the the attack does. But uh, most of the breaches and stuff that you see. You know, ransomware and 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 you know the sort of phishing things are still the primary way to get in in there and you know the the carbon based life form that has control of a mouse is still the most dangerous thing that you have you know clicking a link here <laughs> or something like that yes. <laughs> and that's true many enterprise they they have that but the the threats now you know with, with remote learning and all you know the the challenge that a lot of people that I talk to have is the inability to sort of not only see but I, I like calling it have a conversation with their endpoints, regardless of where they are, if they're online. When I grew up, there was this TV commercial, you know, it's 10 o'clock, do you know where your children are? Well, I sort of mm -hmm. asked the same thing, you know, it's 10 o'clock, do you know where your, your devices are? The ability that Tanium does, it, there's a couple of things. One of them that Henry hit on earlier, I'm going to back up for just a second, is the things he was talking about are are very manual processes in, that most people go through, and that's why they don't get updated this this version sprawl is a problem and and you mentioned security type things browser updates it's not uncommon for me to go into a, a an institution and find they may be in minus seven versions of browsers out of date and we always know that the majority of the updates to browsers are for security holes so you've got these these gaping holes that allow there was a study in 2019 that over 60 percent of the breaches were uh, exploits exploitations of vulnerabilities that have been out over two years, right? So that's just sort of good housekeeping. 
And the challenge is it's very time consuming, a lot of manpower to go do these things in the traditional way of doing it, where if you can automate those tasks, where it's just simply, hey, we're setting this, we're automatically update the browsers whenever they come out. We're automatically going to you know, stick to N minus one version at most of an application. The operating system's always up to date. Then if you automate that, then you can spend your time doing uh, you know, the, the deeper things, looking for those DLL injections, as Henry talked about, looking for the outliers because I've automated the what we call hygiene piece of that. And that, again, frees your resources up to do things that the humans are really made to do more creative and more insightful things than simply, yeah, I'm going to deploy a patch or do these other things. So that's really what um, you know, Henry's taken advantage of to do. And part of that transformation is automating what you can. And then now when you're going to focus on what's what's the more urgent today. And while while we're talking about automation, Doug, are there any are there any risks of automation? I mean, I, I've heard all the benefits you just mentioned. Are there any risks associated with that? Oh, yeah, sure. You, you, know, you know, some of it is that you're not checking, doing the math. You know, doing it intermittently, going in and saying, "Is this doing what it's supposed to be doing?" You know, having reporting. Right. Okay, yes, we are patched to these other things. Going out, uh, there was this. Uh, you know, there was a patch that came out uh, from on Patch Tuesday. I think it was last month that caused uh, some domain controllers not to be able to boot into um, secure mode, the secure OS, and, and it had to be recalled and stuff. So always, you know, I, I don't suggest willy-nilly just automatically accepting everything. You should have sort of this test ring that goes in. But if you can automate the patches going to the test ring, then evaluate, okay, is this fine? Did it break anything? Then expand that. Again, you can automate the expansion of that. Your is trust but verify. If I would quote an old president, <laughs> very, very well said. And and Henry, please please share with us uh, and our listeners, of course, some of the steps that you've taken in in Walton County when it comes to automation. There's there's several things that we do, and we go back to Tanium as far as the, the patch management and deploying those. Uh, that that's that's huge for us. Uh, because we have to make sure that, number one, that the computers are up to date, that they have the proper security patches installed. And not only we have to have the security patches, but the applications that need these upgrades, they have to be put in place as far as when they're needed. Like you say, going back to the automation piece, not everything is going to have to be automated or can be automated. So you have to still look at what's out there. Maybe you have to actually go in and tell it which version to put in, which version not to put in, and things like that. And you have to be looking at reports and, and things of that nature. So you have to be proactive. Uh, you know, you have to have the automation piece, but you have to be proactive to make sure that what you have in place is doing its job. Uh, that That's one of the big things as far as that. COSIN is the premier membership organization designed to meet the needs of K-12 education technology leaders. Their resources support the entire IT infrastructure of the school system. COSIN offers members access to their thought leaders across the country and the ability to actively participate in local COSIN chapters. Join the network today by visiting COSIN.org and become another influential voice in K-12 education. I'm curious as a, an educator myself, let's talk about professional development okay, and how that, how that applies into the IT realm. Like how were how were you able to get all of your technicians and all of your IT professionals more involved in these activities that made your schools more secure 
and safer. So yeah, the professional development is a huge part of it. Uh, that is something that that we have to have ongoing, always learning new applications that are coming out, always learning new techniques. One of the things that we did take advantage of with Tanium is something that's called a TAM. We have a weekly meeting with this technician, and he actually can help us uh, with questions that we're going through, some things that came up. So it's a learning process that happens consistently. Uh, and so every week we meet, we discuss, we talk about certain issues, and we're learning new strategies and new techniques uh, on a very consistent basis. And we're really, uh, you know, this is the first time we've had a TAM and uh, in, in this type of uh, environment. And so we really become to understand how beneficial it is to have that that technician working with us ongoing for whether it's professional development, whether it's just asking questions, uh, learning new techniques. It's one of the very um, robust things that we actually have with the Tanium product. And Doug, please uh, add add some more dimension to that from your perspective, Atanium, please. Sure, and and that's one of the things. I mean, with everything as a service now, new features are. It's almost impossible to keep up with what's coming out. And a lot of the things that we do at Tanium, a lot of the features that we add are based off customer feedback, uh, our customer needs, things like that that we've seen out in the field. And the, and the technical account manager that Henry's talking about, part of that conversation is not only hey, here's what's new. And we know because we've had this relationship that you know months ago we talked about X, Y, Z. We can do X and Y now. Let me show you how to do that, right? How to take advantage of it. Or, or you know, a lot of the times they have, you know, the technical managers are, are like myself. I call myself sort of like a honeybee. My job is to sort of go visit all these flowers and spread <laughs> pollen around. You know, what's the good thing that we're seeing every other place? And, and that's part of it, you know, is... We're, we have a broader view that we can come back and bring and share with our customers, but you know, so they get value out of their investment, but also that they can then give us feedback back to how do we make this better? Hey, it would be twenty percent better if we could do this this way or faster or something like that. So that's you know, it's the two way communication between Tanium and our customers that uh, is really the value that, you know, that's what I really loved about it when I looked at Tanium was that sort of engagement that they have. That's really great. Well, gentlemen, I, I have to say I am more informed now than I was before. And just to recap, this transformational journey, especially in the area of IT across school systems, it's not just a, a single dimension. We, we've talked about the cybersecurity and, and protections that are there. We've talked about automation, the importance of professional development and learning. We've talked about the benefit of collaboration, right? Sharing all of that known information to make your schools safer and more secure and provide those great learning environments for our, our students, our most precious assets, our, our children. And Doug, do you have any final words for us? Well, thanks, James. Thanks, Henry, for for being one a customer, but joining us today, telling your story. Um, you're you're an example of, of transformational leadership for sure. Uh, just you know, think differently. Don't be afraid to get out. My advice to everybody I say is, is: What would you look like in three years? What do you envision life to be in three years? Is it the same as it is today, or is it you know with new tools, or is it just simply, hey, the business is run completely differently? That's 
sort of what Henry did. We can do this better. There's a new way to do it. So don't be afraid to think differently. All right. Then I guess the last point is be future ready. Always be mindful of what is coming. And whatever you're anticipating, probably it'll be worse. (laughs) (laughs) Probably true. Yes. All right. Well, again, thank you both so, so much. It's been my pleasure and my honor to have you here today. And on behalf of Ed Circuit and COSIN, thank you both so much. On behalf of the leadership team at COSIN, thank you for listening to this episode of the COSIN podcast. To access other podcasts in this series, visit COSIN.org or EdCircuit.com for a complete lineup of engaging technology topics. Ed Circuit empowers the voices of education with hundreds of trusted contributors change makers, and industry-leading education innovators.